Hello, welcome to our podcast or our YouTube channel, wherever you are watching us. Um, just to say, sorry for this for regular listeners, but we are not doing this in a studio, we're doing it in our own home. It's almost and beginning to sound like an advert. We don't edit out anything because sometimes we get quite heated with each other. And actually, though, after we go, oh, was that a bit much? We talk about it, don't we? Think, well, if we were listening to a podcast about marriage, we'd actually quite like those bits because yeah. we don't want it to just be anodyne and just like, here we are so because we don't edit it's just a rule we sometimes get a bit of household noise so we apologize you get household noise and you get the opportunity that the so far of the title might actually happen Mm. sometimes we skirt dangerously close to divorce Um, and for those of you in glorious technicolor over on youtube you can see the size of my eye bags I think you look really lovely today. So what are we doing today? Well, yes. I like your shirt. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, you look really nice. Thank you. I've got uh, Anchorman on it. Anchorman. I love that shirt. So cool. I'm kind of a great thing. I believe our last podcast was the one where I granted you three wishes. No, the last podcast was me saying what I thought of women or you when we first met. That did very well, actually. Red lipstick gate. Red lipstick gate. A lot of people very angry about my red lipstick, suggesting, well, you have kids. Let me clarify on the red lipstick. I'm not saying... Well, first of all, you have to say what you said. Well, if you let me speak, I will. Oh, sorry. First of all, when I said that I think that red lipstick is almost the sign of a harlot, I was talking about on a purely instinctive, primal, guttural cellular level that's what it used to and can trigger me it doesn't therefore follow that i think every woman who wears red lipstick is a prostitute (laughs) no it was it's the subliminal suggestions that's been given to you as as a boy growing up well subliminal messages but also i it just it strikes me as something that's quite a crude ex sort of a crude sort of expression of femininity. I mean, if, if, if to feel feminine, you have to put a lurid red lipstick on, I well, find it curiously odd. I think that's going to digress too much anyway, from this podcast, but I think what we'll gate. do is we're going to have a podcast where I can teach you Let's all about, about that. But we should do a podcast about makeup. I think makeup yeah. is ludicrous. Actually, it's really true because you hate it. But look how pretty I am sat here. Yeah, but I don't know if I'm... You know what? Anyway, we digress. I don't know what other men think about makeup. It's something we don't discuss. We don't go, oh, she looks great in that eyeliner. A lot of women do say that their boyfriends say they prefer them without makeup. But anyway. Do they? Okay. But anyway. I like like a bit of rouge on the buttocks. Why don't we do this podcast on makeup? No, let's go Why for are we it. here? No, because let's, let's just do it. Let's go what for What do you really think of my makeup? The three wishes. We're going to go for the three wishes because the, the podcast before this one, we did my three wishes for our relationship. I don't think I got past one. No, you did. Did I? Yeah, you did all three. Yeah. So we thought we'd turn the tables. Three wishes to a perfect... Three wishes. If I could grant three wishes to Nadia, what would they be? Okay, so... I don't think that there's going to be any surprises, so I'm going to turn this one on its head a bit from the way we did it. Why do you like turning everything on its head, apart from yourself? (laughs) Well, I don't know. Last night I thought it was pretty good on my head. I think acrobatics in the bedroom (laughs) would be a good subject. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I'm going to turn this on its head a bit. You've said that. Because I think one of the things that we all know about marriage, we've all heard that saying, you know, that couples argue about the same five or six things throughout their marriage. But the writer is writing the same book again and again. Yeah, yeah, so it's just a known thing that that's the thing about marriage. So what I would say to you is, my wishes have kind of been the same throughout our marriage. Right. 
And I've told you them throughout our marriage. <laughs> See, here we go already. It's a telling off. Already. God, no, it's not yeah. a telling off. Basically, is... broken record city. No, no, no. That's really not what I meant. What I meant was, what do you think my oh, three wishes are? That's a really underhand move. That's a classic feminine chess move. I take your rook with my knight with my, <laughs> and I checkmate you. What I are the smash, three wishes you think I want? I'm going to smash your knight over the head with my rook. I'm going to kick your queen in the tit. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to get my rook and show it right up your pawn. Um, I don't know. You tell me. I'm not doing the groundwork on this one. Tell no, me just, what you want. The reason, actually, though you think that that's a reason for me to trip you up, it's not actually. It was more because I don't want to say it and you go, oh, well, because you'll just say, you always say to these wishes, that's what I do, that's what I am. No, I don't. I never say that. Here, right, here's the thing. We don't, even, we're talk, we don't even know what we're talking about yet. <laughs> but let me give you the criteria for entering this discussion. Whenever we have rows and you say things about me, and you often say it in a row, you say, oh, that's it, you're Mr. Perfect, you've sorted this, you don't do that. I never, ever, ever have ever suggested that I in any way get everything right. Quite the opposite. What I often will say in my defence in any situation or as an explanation, we still as yet don't know what these three wishes are. <laughs> but what I, do, what, what, I, what I do often sometimes say is, that wasn't my intention, or this is what I was trying to do, or you're mistaken in that reading because actually what I was saying was A, B, C, and D. So I am, you sometimes call it I a bit on the I think I'm going to tell you what the wish is because you're yeah. going to go off on one. Yeah, right. So the wish is that you were more <clears throat> affectionate. Sorry? You didn't even hear me. <laughs> I was clear on my throat. I don't think that sounds very nice on a podcast. Sorry? I don't think that sounds very nice on a podcast. <laughs> what? Clearing your throat. I think you should save that for before. Oh, my God. <laughs> I actually heard the word behind my throat clearing. So I'm not affectionate enough. No. I said I wish you'd be more affectionate. Right. I think to say, yeah, so I'm not affectionate enough is a more <laughs> contentious way to think about it. Right. You'd like me to be more affectionate. No, okay. but it, I think the thing is, and I think I do think this is a really important one to talk to because I talk about because I think <clears throat> I actually did consider not mentioning this within my wishes. Right. Because it's a really difficult thing. You are either it or you are not it. You know, affection is something I think that's really to difficult. To take us on rescue remedy. <laughs> I think affection is really difficult. To be affectionate is a really difficult thing to make yourself be. Do you know what I mean? You either... Now, as you know, my mum, when I was growing up, just couldn't be affectionate. Mm. She was a very loving mum, a very supportive mum, very encouraging mum, but there was a block with her and affection. She could not give it. I knew she felt it. But she couldn't do it. She couldn't give me a hug. She couldn't give me a cuddle. She couldn't do these things. My dad was very, very affectionate. And I made a very... I remember at quite a young age making quite a conscious decision that I was going to be an affectionate person. And, mm. and just my coming from a big family, there was a lot of affection. So I'm a very affectionate person. I mean, you know, I'll sit at work like... You know, me and Sarah will sit and I'll put my arm around and I'll just mm. be chatting to her or I'll, or I'll just put my hand on somebody's hand, you know, and, and not feel uncomfortable with that. Mm. Very, very affectionate with the children. As you are, you're very affectionate, affectionate with the children. The um, In fact, all of my I children have both... told me I'm a fabulous hugger. They, we were having this conversation yesterday. But I think you as well, through stuff through your childhood, <clears throat> are not... 
easy, you're not easy with affection. So, and I think a lot of women identify with this. If I were to say that men get confused with affection and sex, they do. They do get confused. So like, you know, they say, oh, I'll go and give my partner a cuddle. And then they immediately think that that means that they, you know, mm. there's something on the cards. They're on a promise. And so a lot of women will start retracting from being affectionate because of that, because they think then that's going to... And it doesn't mean... See, my thing is, the more affectionate you are in the day, the more other things can happen. Mm. Picking more around this because might of, happen because later. Because of our children. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so I think that that's a distance that comes between couples. And so what will happen is I think women might retract more from being affectionate then um, men, often the man will then feel less, and obviously I'm just talking about within my friendship groups, this isn't, this isn't a mass generalisation, this is of my experience talking to a lot of women. Of their so, experiences of their fellows. Yeah, so then what happens is, so, that men, so then men feel rejected, because what will happen, a woman will come give a cuddle, then they'll read that as sexual, then they'll become sexual, and then that woman pulls away, because it's not necessarily sex that they want, and then they feel rejected you know, physically. And I think the other thing that happens between couples is, it's just the, the day-to-dayness of a relationship, isn't it? Mm. One, uh, the wild abandon of just flinging your arms around somebody and just giving them a hug. Yeah. It's like this morning, for instance. Now, I know you really struggle with the mornings, and we've spoken mm. a lot about this. You are, I, I wake up really happy. You wake up mm. sad. You know, you suffer from depression. And it's something that in the morning you really, really struggle with is the darkness. Mm -hmm. And <coughs> I, I often feel quite lonely with that in the morning. Like this morning you came down and I gave you a great big smile and I said, morning, I knew you were struggling this morning. I can see you're struggling this morning with whatever your feelings are about whatever it is. I wasn't, I was just tired. But um, you just... You just, you know, I'm morning, big smile, and you'll just walk around the other side of that <clears> wall there. And it's just like, I would just really like if you just came over and just gave me a hug and said good morning. But it's funny that you should, okay, well, let's just unpack a few of those things because you said quite a lot there. Um, the first thing I'd respond to is the most recent. So that thing in the morning thing, I hear you. I hear you. But equally, I've always wanted to sort of lie in bed for a bit longer with you. So I see getting up as quickly as that, like you'll get up as a sign of not, there's no time for being sort of dawdling or affectionate. And I don't see that as a bad thing. It's just like, right, we're getting up and getting on with our day. So, so for me, I figure if you're waking up alongside each other and you're not rolling over and having a bit of a cuddle, that, that's why I'm not, not sexual. I just mean <clears throat> affection. I've, I've always liked the idea. And I think we did it a couple of times whilst we were in Cornwall. It's a very different thing and it's a very nice thing. Now, it's not about there being only set criteria to affection. I hear you. I, I really wasn't in a bad place as I came downstairs this morning, for example. I mean, these are good exa These are good moments to really put the microscope over because this is where confusion and misunderstanding can creep in from the get-go for many relationships. And so, in that instance, I didn't feel an affection at this morning. I no, would, I don't think you were. I didn't feel aggravated. Mm. You said you look... Okay, well, let's just... Let's no, 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 no. Let's not go into the detail no, no, of that. No, 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 no. I know, but I, well, no, I want to go into the detail of that because actually this morning I would have responded quite positively to a situation if, say, we'd lain in bed, looked at each other, talked, mm. and not felt like we had to rush up or get up or do whatever it was we were going to do. So I would say in my own head, 
I was letting go of a mo potential moment of affection that I'd have quite liked there from you, or you were letting go of that situation. So I think, I hear you, but I think those sort of moments can, okay, can be different take, for different couples. Let's take out this morning then, because I don't want no, you no, to no, get confused no. with it being whether you felt bad or whether you felt no. sad. You, for me, let's just make it more general. I think, if you're honest, you struggle with being affectionate with me. I, just generally, <clears throat> let's not let's not get into the detail because I'm I think saying, that distracts from what I'm think... saying. Hang on, distracts from what I'm saying, which is one of my wishes is yeah, no, that, that you were able to like yourself enough mm. and to be comfortable enough with yourself mm. to be to be affectionate without thinking about it. Because sometimes it feels very. Um, like you've gone through the points, one, two, three, right, I'm going to put my arms around Nadia, Nadia has to behave in a certain way, I'm going to hug you, you don't want me to hug you. I feel like that more relaxed sort of affection. But would you not say, okay... But well, I think that ties up with how your low self-esteem, to be well, But also, I think it ties up with, I think women pick and choose when they want affection. And I think it's very hard for men to read and understand when that's appropriate and when it's not appropriate. I think men are often prejudged as it be having a sexual contingent to affection when it actually hasn't. I do think, I don't disagree. I, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying you're not feeling this. I'm saying you're feeling this. This, isn't, this is not me saying I'm not unaffectionate. This is me explaining how my behaviour is coming across as not, not affectionate. Because, for example, I'd how say... How behaviour just come across as non-affectionate? Well, in, in the way that you've described it. if you're not being affectionate, it. then you're not being affectionate. You can't just come Yeah, but you can be more affectionate. It's not like you're a fixed, unaffectionate person. In Cornwall, we're very affectionate at all sorts of times on but beaches, holding each other and touching it, you know. We cuddling did, we did a podcast about this ages ago about this very subject and i think we should look over it because you're saying exactly the same thing we were affectionate in cornwall but every single time and i noticed it it was me that was affectionate first because you don't feel it's your deep self-loathing in you doesn't allow you to just come to me there is a fear of just i, I always totally hold disagree. your hand first I, or, I mean, not to say that you ever reject me, I totally you don't. disagree, I totally disagree. I remember coming up to you on several occasions and holding you when you're on the beach and grabbing your hand and spinning, I spun you round. I can, <laughs> no, I mean, I can, I've seen the footage, we weren't doing it for the camera, I can, I've edited the footage. I think if you want a certain destination to be, if you want to think that I'm an unaffectionate person, you, you can construct everything to support that perspective. Okay. No, 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 I'm not saying that I could not be more affectionate, okay. but I do think that there's a point where I don't think I've decided that I want to make out you're an unaffectionate well, maybe, person. Maybe, maybe, maybe it does serve you in some way. Why? I don't How? know, because I, I, I am seeing I could be more affectionate, and you're right, you are the instigator of it far more. Are you in shadow? Because it's mm, gone very no. dark. You are the instigator of it far more, and when I hear that, that sort of thing, I have to think about that. But I think it's a totally inaccurate thing to say, that I never instigate it, never start it, never come over to you. I would say that I find... There are many occasions I would like to be more affectionate and I don't feel that you want to be. I feel that the reason it's often you coming towards me is that affection is predicated on whether you want it or not at that point. Not whether I want it, because if I want it, I worry that you're going to see that as needy, having a sexual contingent to it. So I think, and this is my point, I think it needs to be heard. I think men are confused by that. Mm, I, I think, think so. I think, so if I was to step towards you... Men, I think, assume, well, if a woman needs affection, on, and this is a gross simplification, this is not like a conscious thought process, but I think men get to a point where they think, well, if women want affection, they'll come for it. They'll come to me and they'll ask for it. They'll come to me. Because actually, actually, with all due respect, it's a can of worms for men to just volunteer it all the time. And that actually is quite upsetting because I would say that I was a more affectionate person 
towards the beginning of our relationship than where we are now because you always say that and i don't remember that but i think yeah but i'm about to qualify that and i think elements of drinking at the time helped a sort of an ability to again remove my inhibition so i think you're right inhibitions are part of it there there is a capacity men men who drink are far more and aren't sort of i don't mean like sort of you know, predatory, horrible, leering idiots. But I think men with a few drinks in them, like women with a few drinks in them, feel a little bit feel a little bit easier. I was I was always one of those guys that women friends of mine would say, "Oh, you're very tactile. I'd touch them on the leg like you touch them." You know, I'd be like, "Oh, da, 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 like that." All my daughters tell me I give the best hugs, and I'm one of the most sort of accessible uh, sort of male figures in their life. So I know that there's it's not actually a fundamental loathing of physical affection i do know that if i and, and i'm trying to put myself in the conscious headspace of reaching out to you holding you seeing you do something wanting to actually make that connection and feel a sort of physical affection be affectionate what is what is being affectionate is it about you or is it about the person that you're being affectionate with it's a bit of both and i don't think there should be a judgment in that sometimes one wants to be affectionate because one feels a bit needy one wants to be held too one wants to feel the love of the person that they love on the other hand you want to give that person some sustenance or some some i don't know comfort and i hear you i hear that you're saying that i don't do it enough and i, I and it's not a case of i'll go away and i'll think about it and i'll, I'll do more of it I, I suppose the reason i'm saying this quite earnestly is i want to better understand why it is that i do stop myself and I think a huge part of that is self-loathing, is a lack of confidence, is a fundamental belief. And I think this happens for a lot of men. I think here's the thing that happens for men, and I'll shut up quickly. A lot of men, and this is quite heartbreaking, I think, for a lot of men. And I, when I say men, I mean men, men. You know, I've worked with, every, I've been, I've had friends with all sorts of men, real men, rough men, 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 and then really sensitive. Well, just men what do you who, mean when you say that? Well, I mean men who aren't necessarily, as they would describe, navel-gazing and touch, you know, I'm talking about men on the terraces it's of funny, fo- football pictures. funny that how, how that, that, that we say real men. Yeah, no, but I'm that, talking about there I, are certain men. That you mean I've very had, masculine, yeah, I mean, so in, in recovery, I've met, I've had sponsors and, and I've had sort of relationship, friendships with people in recovery who are men I would never have normally connected with in the real world because they're, they're driven by by just, they're from a different world, they're interested in different things, and what they live for is like, say, just sport. A lot of men are defined by sport. And I couldn't be, but I can engage in it a little bit. Even those men, even men who are just sort of, and I don't say that in a pejorative sense, uh, you know, I've been that man myself. All men are all men at different times of their lives. I've been sexually obsessed. I've been, you know, all these different men are in all men. I do think men go through a very confusing moment when they're children, where they effectively at some point someone somewhere in their lives says to them don't need affection don't give affection it's not what you should be like and i think it's a problem not just for straight men it's a problem for gay men too i mean it's it's a pressure and so i think all of those things start to factor into long-term marriages and relationships i think it's quite a troubled thing the idea of reaching out to someone and being affectionate and worrying that actually this is inappropriate the problem for me is right and it used to really hurt me a lot in the first few years of my marriage because it was your mantra you always used to say it to me you said i always used to be a really affectionate person ask any of my exes i was a really affectionate person and it always used to leave me feeling well, so you're affectionate with everybody else, but you can't be affectionate with me, which when you think about it, when we started this conversation with my mum not being able to be affectionate with me as a child, it's such a strange thing, isn't it? That I would then end up with somebody that would, I know loves me, like I knew my mum loved me. But you're talking about it like it's a fixed entity. 
This is my point. It's like you've decided oh. that's the, the you've decided the definition of me is unaffectionate. That's that. I'm not no, all one. No, you no. say of you everyone, say... no one's all one thing. No, I, I, and I haven't said that. I've well, said sometimes kind of you are. I've said sometimes now. that you are. Is... But it's interesting you're getting annoyed. Well, because it's I. Really th interesting. I thought this was me having a wish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're no, annoyed because you're telling me it's yeah, but you, not you so. Have, have you listened to all of the other yeah, stuff I've that I've said? Everything you've said. I've listened to everything you've said, and I have not said. You are not an affectionate person. What I've said is you struggle being affectionate with me, yeah. and I think that that is the truth. And, then, and I'm also and saying to you that, that. but I'm also saying to you where there are moments yeah. of affection, you choose to turn a blind eye to. Well, I okay. Well, let me look at that point then. I think sometimes when it's very awkward, and I feel awkward with affection, is like when it doesn't feel. Um, like if we've argued or something and then you want to give me affection and then I don't want it in that moment. And I get that that's difficult and confusing for you because you think, well, she just... Incredibly doesn't difficult. Yeah. But anyway, it, it, you know, this is just wishes, you know. No, no, this no, is, no, no, this no, is no, just, no, don't this do is, that female thing of, oh, well, you know, this is, this is just It's very, blood. very complicated. It's it very is complicated. That's all I'm trying to because say. Think, it's complicated. I mean, because what I'm trying to say, I think, is that I wish you were just easier with yourself. But you're talking. You're not talking about me with myself. You're talking about me with you, and I'm talking yeah. about. Easier with yourself. I'm talking with me. about the fact that we would not have been able to stay together for as long as we had if I was, as you described me, an unaffectionate person. I don't think and you said you're an unaffectionate person. I everything like you're saying, you've just said, you've just said, isn't it strange that I had a mother like I had, and I end up with someone like her? She's a deeply unaffectionate person, and you're suggesting that I'm the same thing. <coughs> And I, don't, I, I think I'm almost, I'm hurt actually, I'm hurt by the, the comparison because I don't think, I don't think, it's <coughs> where I used to say that, and I've kind of just qualified it, where I, I, I did used to say it, like, that's old, I used to be a more tactile person. The reason I was more tactile in previous relationships and at the beginning of our relationship was, I think, because of alcohol, because alcohol took the self-consciousness out of affection. It allowed me to mm. just be easier with I myself. that's what I'm saying very self-conscious with the affection and you, that's not something how can you change that no no no, no but i wish you were less self-conscious i wish that for you you weren't it's not just about me it's about for you as well because then you would well, you would be last night hugging each other I mean, I mean i suppose i keep flipping back I think to you're all trying these, to go to too much detail. all these yeah but the de but the devil is in the detail and if i look at cornwall i've just looked at four vlogs where i'm looking at constant physical affection between the two of us and i'm sort of thinking well, if that's not it, and if we're actually going to unpack who reached the hand out first, it requires both hands to come out at the same time. Do you not think? Yeah. Well, no. I mean, come on. Well, I mean, I don't. You're just getting very. No, I'm. You're, I'm trying you're, it's, to it's understand it. It's a difficult it. conversation because I feel that you're cross. I'm not cross. And so I just now don't... I'm a bit nervous about saying what I feel because I feel like everything I'm saying, you're just wanting. You're saying, but this, this, this. And so it's really difficult because I'm saying this is how I feel, and you're really in a in a, you know you're an extremely articulate, eloquent man, and it feels to me that you're giving me a beautiful, eloquent piece on how really it's not right that I'm feeling this way. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm hearing you, no, but you're, you're hearing... not meeting me halfway. Okay. I'm meeting you halfway, but I don't feel like you're actually even acknowledging anything I'm saying. Okay. Why are you looking confused? Because. As I just said, this has become a very difficult conversation because you're very cross. I'm so, not like, cross. you are. I'm you're twirling cross. that pen like a nutcase. I'm not cross. You've ripped it to pieces. You've said, I'm actually very hurt. I'm actually very upset by this. And so I feel a bit awkward with it. Okay, wish number two. 
that I hadn't asked for wish number one. No, come on, don't, you're playing games now. <laughs> you so are. You've thrown a gauntlet down and if I didn't just agree with it, I'm now told it I'm cross. It was a discussion. I thought it was what was my wish. Yeah, and you're... I didn't throw down a gun. I, I hear the wish, and I'm thinking, this right, okay. This is just how couples argue. I hear the wish, this and I'm is... thinking, okay, well, this needs some attention. But doesn't how, sound like you're saying How would that. you? Okay, so here's the, here's the follow-up question to your wish. How do you see that happening if you're only ever going to define me as unaffectionate? If I said. You are unaffectionate. I apologise. I didn't mean that. I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll listen to this through again because I don't think I said you are an unaffectionate person. I said I wish that you felt easier no, you with yourself. Give me sentence. no, but hang on, because let's all let we can all say the devil is in the detail. Because I don't think I will check over this problem. I don't think that I said to you you're an unaffectionate person. I believe what I said is you're fantastically affectionate with your children, and I said I wish you could feel and more there are no at ease with of affection you. between you us. I never said that. I but you, never why do you, said you only reference the children? I, I never said to you there are no moments of affection between us. I said to you, I wish that you were easier with yourself and didn't have as much self-loathing and low self-esteem that you found it very difficult to be the first one to give me affection. That's what I said. That's what I said. You've picked up an imaginary gauntlet and run with it fighting, battling across the battlefield with an army that isn't there. I was just saying what I would wish for. Honestly, okay. and you've got really upset, and you've got. But it's like you're only chippy. reacting to the fact. No, no, you see, that's so dismissive yeah. to say that you're chippy. Why don't you stop and think to yourself, why might he be hurt by that? Why might that? Why could there be any? Are you asking? Can could I there just be any? Con could there be any contingent part to his upset that's actually because there feels like a mismatch between what he feels, how he feels he is, and what he, and and what he feels about this woman that he loves. That to hear that might be a really hurtful, harmful thing. Of course I hear that. Do you also hear that I'm being showing you a real vulnerability yes, to say this? Yeah. Because let me tell you, and I'll be interested, I think we should sit and watch this together afterwards. All I heard was I, 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 me, 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 mark, 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 and this has hurt me and this has upset me. I didn't see one moment of you saying, this has come up a number of times with Nadia. What is well, she no, saying here? I, I, no, I, I didn't. didn't hear that. You went to full... 100% defence of yourself and you didn't hear me. You waited until I finished, but you didn't hear me. But I do sometimes worry that you're programmed to feel like you don't get what it is you want sometimes. It's incredible that I'm just programmed to feel something. No, no, not and always. Yet, but and I this just... is again where sometimes your articulacy is very difficult for me because I sometimes feel pushed into a corner because you're so brilliant at going... And I'm like, oh my God, do I actually feel anything that I'm feeling? Because actually you've made it sound, all of this, like all I wanted to do was destroy your feelings in some way. I went into this with quite a nice smiley feeling. I'd like more affection. I recognise that you find that difficult because of self-esteem issues. And yet now it feels like in some way I've attacked you. How's that happened? Because you haven't, every time I've said to you, are you saying I'm unaffectionate? You've given me the politician's answer, which is you skirt round ever acknowledging that there is any affection that comes from me towards you. You will not confirm it as a possibility. And, and that I find really hurtful, okay. if I'm honest. Because each time I say it, you don't go, well, of course there are times where you're affectionate, or of course you... you... Well, I'm going to have to listen through this podcast because I'm pretty sure I said that, Mark. I'm pretty sure I said that. So... <laughs> wish one. Half an hour. So what's wish two? 
Wish two was another thing that I ask for you quite a lot, a lot of the time, which is to find some way, because I really do worry that you're gonna get really ill. I really worry that you're gonna have a heart attack or you're gonna have a stroke or you're gonna have something, you know, catastrophic. Because I read up about all this stuff all the time, you know, the, the effects of cortisol and adrenaline and your adrenal glands being depleted all the time by going from one to 100, one to 100, one to 100. Now, I know that that is part of what is brilliant about you because you have this brilliant, like, drive, ambition, curiosity, intelligence, intellect. But to be your partner watching you, sometimes I, it's like watching someone driving towards a wall with his foot on the floor at the accelerator. And, you know, my last couple of sessions with um, our, my homeopath has been all about that. And she's, you know, I've said, you know, the stress of living with Mark sometimes is watching him hurt himself, not look after himself. You know, black coffees on empty stomach, you know, not have water, all this sort of stuff. No, 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 no moment. And we talked about a lot about this, didn't we, in Cornwall, where he said, we're going to get up in the morning, go for a walk, have some con contemplation time, some downtime. And... I find it really stressful because I do live with the fear that you're going to have a heart attack. Well, it's funny because that exact sentence, that you, everything you've just said then is exactly how I feel about you, but I feel that you go through all the same levels of cortisol and stress, but in pursuit mm -hmm. of mindfulness. So, that, for example, getting up in the morning, you know, we, it's easy to say, let's be mindful, let's be all these things, but actually the energy in the house from both of us does not lend itself to that at all and I, I, i'd say that I, I i hear what you're saying i i absolutely should and could and must take more responsibility for my health least of all because as i watch all of the footage the the rings around my eyes just frighten me and sometimes you know, your color is so scary yeah, yeah. i think you're gonna die and the thing is i whatever you think about me doing meditation and doing no, yoga and all of that i get great peace from it and it does really like if i get up in the morning because I get up extra early so that I do it all before I go to work. It's a completely different day for me when I do that. And, you know, I mean, I know it's become a bit of a joke within the family sort of to take the piss out of the fact that I do it all. But it's given me, it, it really has changed my life ever since I went to that Ibiza, um, you know, retreat. And I suppose with the thing with it is, is that it's really difficult, isn't it? Because if you come away from something really inspired and excited about something, I get it that it's really annoying for everyone. It's like, oh my God. I don't, I've never ever found No, no, but I would be like, oh God, there's a, there's a, stop there's, there's, going on There's always it. a little bit of light-hearted joshing of, you know, uh, what's that phrase that you kept saying? I don't know, there was some phrase you came back from. I mean, there's, there's light joshing, but the light joshing comes from a place of recognizing that actually every single conversation I have with the girls when you're not around is about the sense and logic and meaning of everything that you're saying to all of us about uh, living more healthily and taking more consideration and da 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 da. So everything, like the girls always get it actually consolidated your message when you're not there. I know you think that it... No, but I'm not talking about the girls. I'm talking about you. I know you're talking about me, but I, I can't... How you don't look after your health. You don't look after your asthma and these things really worry me. They really worry me. Okay, well, and I, I would like to have less stress about that. I would like to wake up not worrying about that. I would like to go to bed not worrying about your colour and whether you're going to be ill and whether you're making yourself ill. I think that's quite an easy wish to ask for.
for you to look after yourself more. Yeah, no, I hear that. Like to eat vegetables sometimes, to eat salad sometimes. <laughs> I mean, we've had this conversation loads of times. I'll sit there with a massive bowl of salad and vegetables, you will go. <laughs> it's generally because it's accompanied with so much ulation of, of joy that it, it sort of, it's, it's not that anyone decries you eating great veg and that we shouldn't all eat veg. I suppose sometimes it feels very, it's sort of the centre center stage that if it was a little bit more off stage and it was there by stealth, it would be less of a sort of, I don't know, I, I suppose sometimes I just balk at anything that feels like you must do something. And that is the, that is ridiculous, but yeah, yeah, I hear you. But that's also why you ended up in the Priory. Yeah, absolutely. The absolute stubbornness. Okay. I mean, that's what they say to you in the Priory, isn't it? Part of the reason that you're all in here is that you just will only, the, the will is only to do it your way. No. Okay, so that's wish number two. I hear that. So wish number three. This is going well, isn't it? This might not go up, this podcast. I think it's too unpleasant. Too unpleasant? <laughs> what do you mean unpleasant? It's like, okay. I think this is exactly what people are wanting to see, isn't it? How, how a real relationship navigates. You know, we had a massive discussion there about something that I hear you, the whole affection thing. I, it break, you know, why am I, okay, why am I, I, why am I stickly about it? Actually, if I unpack why I got so, so... Irascible. Frazzled by that, is that I'm upset for you, I'm hurt and I'm, I'm, I'm not just hurt and upset for me, it upsets me that you feel like that. I feel bad, it makes me feel bad and then I feel responsible. But can I just put you up on that? Because this goes back to the thing about you being a bloody perfectionist, you know. Oh God, you feel bad that you haven't been able to. It's not like that, I didn't, that wasn't, that wasn't the atmosphere that I wanted around that discussion. And yet you've taken it as a personal insult and a failing, not just a failing no, not... in yourself. And it's not a failing. It's not a failing. I said, what oh, well, I feel like I've really let I you down. To you with... No, but well, don't say that. Well, no, that's I do. Not the case. I do. And, and I mean, you, you've, you have said it many times. And, you know. Oh, sweetie. Oh. No, 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 no. Let me give you a No, hug. no, no, that's not what, I just want to, just want to gather my thoughts. It's just, oh. I don't want you to be, you know, I feel bad. I don't feel bad, sweetie. I didn't oh, mean on. it like that. Come on, people don't want to see the back of you. <laughs> I don't, it, it's, um. Why do you feel so upset? Well, because it's such a mismatch to how I actually feel. So if if but that but that. if that's coming across, I suppose I do keep thinking to myself that I'm more affectionate or I'm, I'm and, and and if I'm being met with a feeling that I'm not, I suppose it, it, it throws me. You could call it, it's a little bit being on the spectrum. I suppose I look at my behavior and I think, well, I don't really understand. I don't, I don't really understand. But the thing is, Mark. How to make that better. But the thing is, Mark. If I, you have never rejected me affection-wise. You're not somebody that, you know, like a lot of couples I mean, have, you know, where I... they'll go to hold their partner's hand, the partner doesn't want to hold their hand, or, or I'd come and snuggle up to you and you wouldn't put your arm around me. You do opposite. all of that stuff. But you just, you just, it's very, very rare that you feel comfortable enough in yourself to just do it without thinking. So maybe I'm asking for something that is unfair to ask. I'm asking for no, I, I, an easiness in you that you're now going to obsess about, that you're not that. No, I'm not. I'm not. I think the upset is coming from the fact that 
I feel really bad that I said that right at the beginning of our relationship about... Oh, sweetie, don't feel bad. No. I maybe I shouldn't have said it. No, no, no. I mean, it was bad of me to say the thing I said. It wasn't... But I didn't, I didn't actually mean it in a way to... Um, you, d you wouldn't have meant it. No, no, no. But also, I think in this conversation, I was thinking, well, actually, if I look back, I do think I felt more affectionate at the beginning, actually, because... And I, it, 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 I suppose the reason it's really troubling me is it's all the... It's... Just take a minute. Oh, God, sorry, guys. If you're listening on the, uh, just... if you're listening on iTunes, you may want to flick over to YouTube. Um, if you're, just no, take no, no. a minute. Because it, it, I think it's... what's really interesting here, and you can just take a minute on it always, for that first 25 minutes, you looked so angry and cross and... Isn't it just fascinating, us, the human condition? You were actually really sad. Yeah. And you were actually really hurt. And if you think about that in the context of what this podcast is and about marriage, is that that would be so easy. Like, if we hadn't have been doing the podcast, maybe I would have gone, oh, God, all right then, bloody hell, you know, and stormed off, and then that would have been left. But actually, well, by do, sitting I, with yeah. it a bit, what actually comes out of that is that you're actually, you're actually really upset about it. No, I am. But, I mean, I'm upset for you, and I'm, I'm, I'm upset... For the situation, because I do think I do think it's just another reminder of um, how alcohol worked for me, mm. and that's really hard because yeah. it's sixteen years. It helped. Iron... Just stop. Hang on a minute. It helped iron up. It helped iron up. Let me just let me just wrap it up. I think what it did was it helped iron out the creases and the crumples that we all feel as human beings of being able to reach out to another person. And, you know, I feel I feel sad that I've left you feeling sad about this. It's not about but, that. You haven't. But, but if we go back to what I originally asked for in the wish was that you felt easier with yourself about affection. Because for you it would be nicer. And actually what we come down to is that is the truth. It is really hard for you without alcohol. There is, a, there is a vulnerability there. Yeah, it's really hard. And I think it's hard for a lot of, uh, an yeah. awful lot of men. Yeah, it is, I think it's hard ways. for a lot of men. And I know this has been really difficult, but I think it, you know, five minutes ago, I wanted to turn this off. Now you would like <laughs> to turn this off. But actually, I think that this is really important, what we've got to here, because that is that, that is that them, is how a that is how a potential row can actually get nowhere near the truth of what someone's feeling. Because... But also, also, there's so much bandied about these days about men's mental health and about you know the you know horrendous suicide rates that we have in this country and and so much of God. I mean, it's just so hard for men, isn't it? It it, it, it is so hard, you know, under all those layers. All those layers of what we've spoken about today, at the end of the day, you just feel scared and vulnerable to reach out and be the wonderful person that you are sometimes. Mm. There's so much, there's, it's so complicated being a man. I mean, even when you slipped in early, when you said real men, you know, mm. I've met real men, you know, what is real men? Mm. You know, you even now just getting upset and crying a bit, you know, obviously we're both 
going to get to this end of this podcast. I'm going to talk about really whether we should put this out and whether da da and how will you be seen and how will I be seen and what will it mean. And at the end of the day, fucking hell, it's so hard being a fucking human being. And it's so hard living with another person that you love. And being able to do everything that the other person wants and needs and yet still protect yourself or mm. or allow yourself. It's just, it's just marriage mm. is hard because it makes us look at the self, look at the things in ourselves that we've just buried away really in a dark little corner and lock the door, hopefully. That's why so many marriages don't last. It's easier to it's easier to walk away. There's this misnomer that if you walk away from a relationship, you walk away from the problem, but you don't. You take yourself to the next problem. Our marriage guidance counsellor said to us, you know, he said, I get people in here time and again that will come in with one relationship, they end that relationship and they come in with another relationship and it's exactly the mm. same. Mm. And what that's why couples counselling is so hard because you have to show yourself in a way that is really easy to manipulate yourself mm. away from in a, in a single counselling lesson. Mm. So... And I just feel, coming in here, I feel bad that you feel... Um, Unloved. I don't feel unloved to see you. Oh, darling, I don't. No, you, you look, listen. None of this is about. I hear you, it's just hard to hear it, and I'm sorry. And there's reasons. That's mm. all I'm saying. Turn yeah. this fucker off. <laughs> sorry, everybody. Sorry, guys. Um, okay, my that, third uh, wish is... Oh, shit, third wish. Let's go and have a nice cup of coffee somewhere. Yeah, can we go and have a proper coffee? Let's go and have a proper coffee. Out of a proper coffee, 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 coffee pot. Um, thank you so much for Jesus. joining us today. Didn't see that coming. <laughs> see um, what I mean, why we don't decide beforehand. I did not see any of that coming. Flipping heck, I feel exhausted. Well, and that's also why, you know, yeah, why we don't edit it. Because I think if you're editing it, it's a very different sort of talk, isn't it? Yeah. It's a very totally. different talk. So, yeah. So, thank you for joining us. Please um, like it if you'd like to. And any, <laughs> Please subscribe to our channel if you're watching on YouTube. Any blokes out there who just want to stand on the stands at White Hart Lane and cheer when Tottenham score, I kind of fancy hanging out with you this afternoon. <laughs> Give me a shout. And also, please, if you're in a partnership where this sort of stuff comes up, you know, send a link. Send a link to the fellas. Let the fellas hear. You know, men need to talk more like this. And we need to hear more conversations like this. Um, yeah, I'd love some comments from men below on this, please. Mm. All right then. Third wish. <laughs>